0: Dance music. Listen up boys and girls Once upon a time In a land far, far away Yes, it's Brad Giesa Story t- That's about uh, Bradley struggling about, about 70 years ago Struggling to get a grasp of, of the things that life's about And I'm, I'll say right now That there's probably going to be some people A little bit upset about that story And all I can say about that is Too bad, too bad It's a, it's a true story um, and, and my wife is listening today, so just, just oh, know that. Sorry, T. Know that. <laughs> the stories about the most seven glorious seconds of my twelve-year-old uh, year of existence. I've, I've told stories about playboys, and I've told stories about how much they uh, they meant to, to young adolescents car- yeah. with the carbonated hormones, and how yeah. I had to burn that stack that John Shin found because he was going to narc me off. <laughs> um, yeah, the guys, the guys like. Fifty-something years old, and I never forgive him for that. <laughs> but I had never, I'll just say, seen seen the golden goose. I had seen pictures, but I never made any direct eye contact with any part of the female body. And that was something that was pretty heavy on our minds at that point. Like it would be nice. Well, things are starting would to crack nice, up, so. yeah. And here's it, it. This kind of happened just uh, in the course of a night of regular thieving. Um, we used to at that point we used to try to like to make things blow up because we were twelve year old kids, but you need gunpowder to make things blow up, and we realized that trying to cut open shotgun shells and empty boxes of that is expensive and it doesn't work well, and it just it was not the way we wanted it to go. But we knew of someone who did his own reloading, Mr. Voigt, and we thought anyone who does his own reloading has his own store of gunpowder. Yeah, he got to have some gunpowder. So we crafted a plan. Late at night, like 11 o'clock, we went to the void. So we knew that he didn't lock his, his uh, garage, so we, I, was the, was, so no, I was the one who was on lookout. committed a burglary is what you're saying. I was the one who was on lookout. I'm standing been. on top of his garage, and Richard and Tim are in there, and they're, they're doing the whole thing where they're pouring a little bit from each bottle so it doesn't look like there's a whole bunch missing from any one bottle, just a collection of different yeah. gunpowder. Yeah. And I notice a reflection in the window, in the back window, and I don't know if I've mentioned this, but uh, Mr. Voight had a daughter. Her name was Christy Voight. She was 17. Now, we're 12. She's 17. There's a big difference between 12 and 17. And I must say, she was one of those 17-year-olds who was extraordinarily developed for her age. Much more than most grown women. Let me just say that. She was not a pleasant person. She was a kind of a mean-spirited 17-year-old. And we were 12-year-olds, so she had no use for us. But she, she had the... The body of a full-grown woman, so to us, she was a goddess. (laughs) So anyway, I see those lights come on, and I, whoa, I kind of look, and I want to see if anything's going on. Yeah. And I realize something in my head told me. don't Don't keep stepping. No, no. I held on to something. I looked down. I almost had stepped off of the uh, the, uh, barn I was standing on. I would have landed on their water tank down there, and I thought, man, that was the first time I was extraordinarily thankful. I thought that could have either killed me or paralyzed me. I was so lucky. I got down real carefully. They, when her dad catches you, yeah, he's going to kill you. Then they got, I got. got. By the time I got back down, they had. They had got their our booty with all the gunpowder. So we we got to make our way out of there. But I tell him, I think I think Christy might be in her back in the back room. So we we sneak over there and we look carefully over the, the window. A window peeker. Now we become peeping toms. At this oh, point, we're no, peeping toms. No, no, no. And some no. people might be going, "Hey, you know this girl's like a, underage." Yes, yeah, she's seventeen. We're twelve. So see, they were, they we like were we were way much un- underage than she was. And she's standing there in a, in a T-shirt and her underwear, combing her hair, getting ready for bed. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was exciting enough already. But I'm like, I don't want to get caught here, guys. We got to go. But then Tim, who's brilliant, says, don't you see? She's getting ready for bed. She's going to have to take her shirt off. And then it, it dawned on us, oh, my gosh. We better stay for with, this. There's a window of opportunity that oh, might slam open. Brad. So the three of us. As quietly and as unobtrusively, yeah, boy. very. We're peeping toms at this point, point. and burglars and thieves, yeah. and then finally, after about fifteen agonizing minutes, she does what we had hoped she was going to do: takes the shirt off, yeah, takes her bra, off, puts her her pajamas on, yeah. And so, but there was in that in that in those moments there was seven seconds where I heard where I heard heavenly choirs singing. I I realized. I realized the direction my life was going to take for for the rest of.